Hey everyone, welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato, founder and fitness coach of Thyrobiology in Alexandria, Kentucky. Today we have a special guest. Taylor McGrath is a coach at Thrivology. She has been in our ecosystem for about four to five years now. So we decided she became a member of Thrivology at the age, the ripe old age of 20, uh, which is absolutely astounding, which is the main reason why she's here today. Because what we're talking about is how we have to use pain at some point in our life and how we have to accept pain and then use it to help us move forward and help us make progress. And one thing that I admire greatly about Taylor is at 20 years old, she decided to make changes in her life. And what you'll find is that she needed to use, and this is what all of us do, by the way, she needed to use pain to make that happen. Now, pain doesn't need to mean physical pain per se, but she used pain to make it happen. But um, her story is pretty astounding. She does a great job of articulating how she got to making changes and why she, how she made changes along the way. Um, but I'm not going to ruin it for you. So enjoy this conversation with Taylor Coach, Taylor McGrath. So let's talk about when you started. Mm-hmm. So you've been in this facility for five years? Mm-hmm. Four years? Uh, how, four. How old were you when you started? 20. Were you 20? Or 21? Yeah. I don't know. I started in 2019. I visualized teenager walking in here, but that's... <laughs> I want to say I was 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right before you started this, mm-hmm. you had made some other changes. What other changes had you made? Um, I quit smoking, and I was kind of paying attention to what I was eating. Mm-hmm but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I needed to be doing something physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I quit. I had just quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and given giving as much or as little detail that needs to be given, like what other like kind of lifestyle, were there other lifestyle changes that like went along with that? The smoking that like you like started to shift away from or was it just like? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the person that I was dating at the time was really bad for me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) really bad for my family, really Mm -hmm. bad for me mentally, emotionally, and physically. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of in a slump of, I was just smoking and kind of just there. I was Mm -hmm. kind of just around. I wasn't really paying attention to myself. Not engaged with life, with yourself, with your family, with anything Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of the people that I was hanging out with were a big factor too. Mm-hmm. Of course, the habit was mine. Um, it wasn't anybody else's habit, but I had we're quit We're influenced by people around us. Sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the people I was hanging out with, I was in college, but I wasn't really serious mm-hmm. about it. I was mm-hmm. kind of just like going through the motions and you feel like you were supposed to be there and mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm just here and here yeah. I am and let me just try and at least get, you know, through these classes. Right. Through this work and that kind of thing. Not engage yeah. with it, not 
mm-hmm. bought in necessarily just like eh, yeah here I am. exactly so in a short period of time at 20 years old mm-hmm. you went from that mindset that environment that crowd smoking to not smoking shifting your mindset maybe not immediately have changed it but shifting your mindset shifting your crowd and starting to incorporate different habits that you wanted to incorporate to become a different person mm-hmm. why well my what triggered it so right around the same time that I had quit smoking my dad had had a heart attack Um, And then my sister, both of my sisters were expecting, and Mm -hmm. my one sister had my niece premature, and she was in the NICU for, gosh, I don't remember, a long time. Mm -hmm. She was in there for a few weeks. Um, And I found myself traveling from hospital to hospital, and in between those hospital visits, I was smoking. So here's my dad on one side who had just had a heart attack, and he was, you know, struggling to get back on his feet. And then my sister, who my niece was all plugged up to all sorts of cords, and she is new to the world, has no idea what there is out there that could help her. Um, and I was constantly finding myself, like, trying to clean myself up so I could hold her mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that was a big, that was a big turning point for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you used sort of an outside, sounds like a combination of like outside stimulus. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do these things with this pe- these people, my niece, so on and so forth mm-hmm. now. And at the same time, maybe also realizing that these people are, well, your dad's in the hospital potentially for like his lifestyle choices. Like, did you start to make that connection too? And like, I need to start making different choices or was it just like, strictly in the moment like I want to be able to see my niece and hold my niece sure so a little bit of that too Um, but also I should add that a year before that um, I had a really weird hospital visit Mm -hmm. for myself personally Mm -hmm. Um, I was driving and I was going down a hill and it was just a two-lane road Mm -hmm. and the person that I was with was like you were really close to that car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what car? I had no idea. My, the left side of my vision was completely mm-hmm. blurred. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had no idea that I was next to a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time, I had worked for an eye doctor's office. And I drove straight One there. Thirty-five jobs. Several. <laughs> One of my other experiences, yes. <laughs> um, so I had drove straight there, and they did a visual acuity test on me, and the doctor that I had worked for, he was like, yeah, you should probably go to the hospital. So mm. we went to the hospital. Um, originally, they had thought I had a stroke. So they treated me for that, which I later got transferred to a different hospital. And we realized that it wasn't that. But that was kind of an aha moment for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the second hospital that I ended up at, they were basically just said I was very dehydrated. Mm. Um, and that it was chronic migraines, which I had, I had headaches before, but it was nothing like debilitating. Mm -hmm. Um, So they just said I was very dehydrated. And once they pumped me full of fluids, I was ready to go. You were fine. Yeah. 
Um, visual thing went away. Yep, everything went mm -hmm. away. Um, so it was a few months after that where I, it took me a while to kind of wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was still kind of smoking here and there, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really like taking matters into my own hand. It took probably a good nine months to a year before mm -hmm. I actually was like, okay, let's let's actually make something mm -hmm. of what happened. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was really, I, that, from there, that's when I sent you the email and mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I kind of don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. I know that I need to do something and mm -hmm. from working out came nutrition, hydration. Mm -hmm. It was so much more than just exercising. Mm -hmm. So my hospital stay and my dad having a heart attack and my niece being premature. Mm -hmm. It was kind of all grouped into one mm -hmm. with a few months in between. But, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, did you have a, had, had it, was it anything that you had ever done before? Like try to exercise, try to do, eat differently, try to blah, blah, blah. Like from what I know, from what it sounds like to me, like your family's not, most of them are not like that. It's, they don't, that kind of attention or anything like that so mm -hmm. maybe that wasn't even on your radar your whole life and like you literally just had to step out and do it on your own like what did that look like sure so my mom pays attention mm -hmm. to how she cooks the ingredients mm -hmm. she uses and that sort of thing mm -hmm. so that is helpful but as far as working out mm -hmm. and getting into a routine that was completely new to me mm -hmm. um, and of course you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. so I started working out, you know, like going to Planet Fitness one day a week and mm -hmm. walking on the treadmill because you're intimidated and you don't know where to go and you don't know what to do. So I had kind of like stepped foot in a gym mm -hmm. and kind of tried to do what I thought I was mm -hmm. supposed to do, but nothing seriously enough to kind of join somewhere where mm -hmm. it's such an intimate environment. Mm -hmm. That was, this was all new to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, the thing that, and there are a couple of things, the fact that you have had like 75 jobs <laughs> by the age of 25 is pretty <laughs> still astounding because the eye doctor thing I think is new to me. And like <laughs> last week it was like glass glazing and I think the week before <laughs> that it was like putting windows in and I don't, I don't really remember at any rate. Um, one of the things that astounds me about you is that you did that. Mm -hmm. Having been uh, a member here for four years-ish and now a coach here for nine months, six months, something to that effect. Yeah, it was July. You see and know that like most of the people here are between the age of like 45 and 60 and they're going through that realization at 45 to 60. Mm -hmm. So that a 20 year old can have that realization and start to make changes is pretty incredible. Thank you. It's pretty incredible. And I don't think you give yourself enough credit for that, mm -hmm. which you should. Hey guys, I want to take a second to tell you about our online lifestyle development program, Good Wolf Academy. If you're looking to level up your health and fitness in any way, Good Wolf Academy is where it's at. We all need help in our nutrition. One of the big aspects of Good Wolf Academy are our monthly nutrition lessons. These are 15 to 20 minute lessons done by our nutrition coach, Trevis. 
She goes over some topics to help clarify some things so you don't feel as confused about what's going on in nutrition world. Also, you get a weekly movement lesson from Coach Sharon where she's teaching you the importance of movement and some basic ways to improve your movement throughout the day so that you can get yourself feeling better. This is also supported by a movement practice Monday through Fridays. Those movement practices are there to nudge you to get up off the couch and get yourself moving because sedentary living is killing us and we need to move more. You also get two optimized recipes to help enhance your diet, enhance your nutrition, make those healthy things taste more tasteful because we all feel like healthy needs to be bland. That's not true. Healthy things can be very tasteful and these optimized recipes are there to help you. Also, we have mastery programs that are included. They are included in your Goodwolf Academy membership. This is not to be understated because these mastery programs can range anywhere from $100 to over $250 as a standalone program, but they are included as long as you are a member of Goodwolf Academy. Finally, do not overlook the importance of surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And the Good Wolf community is there to support you in the Good Wolf feed. Whenever you have any issues or you feel like you need to create a bond, put yourself, put a post out into the Good Wolf feed and you'll get a lot of good feedback. Also, the coaches are there to ask or answer any of the questions that you have whenever you need any clarification. So don't wait any longer. You can try Good Wolf Academy absolutely free for two weeks, for two weeks. If you go to thriveology.us slash Good Wolf Academy, you can get started absolutely free, two weeks, and it is only $35 a month after that. Go get started today, and I look forward to seeing you in the academy. So what did the steps look like? Like when you started making changes, like what did that look like? Uh, it was messy. I, there was no real path that I was, I didn't really set out a goal. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of just like, I did this one thing that snowballed into the next. Um, so I think first I, well, first I started once I left the hospital, I started really focusing on hydration. So mm -hmm. I really wasn't like a big soda drinker or anything. It was really just, I just never drank never water. Drink water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, I really just wasn't hydrating at all. So I really focused on that a lot first. Mm -hmm. Um, and that alone made a huge difference, but I was still smoking. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I kind of got a wild hair to quit smoking, I remember it very vividly. Um, I was dog sitting, which is another job that I have. <laughs> still <laughs> um, to this day. <laughs> I was dog sitting and um, I was on my way to the house and I had just bought another pack of cigarettes and I had smoked, I think, like two out of it. Mm -hmm. And once I got to the house, I opened the pack and I cut all of them in half. Um, because I was, at the time, I was, I mean, not that I'm like rolling in money now, but at the time mm -hmm. I was like uh, still serving. Yeah. Um, so I was struggling for money anyway. Yeah. So that to me was, okay, if I just bought that pack of cigarettes and I just wasted it all and cut them all in half, then... It would be stupid for me to go buy another pack. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that, and I never bought another one. It was kind of like, I mean, there were times where, you know, my brother was in the band. You were a friend, and, or, yeah. or you were out, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
my friend smoking and I right. would ask for one or something like that, but I never bought another pack of cigarettes. <clears throat> so from there, I really do think my addiction to cigarettes kind of forced me into at the beginning almost an addiction with working out mm -hmm. um, I was very consistent in mm -hmm. the beginning so I think replacing my addiction to smoking mm -hmm. to the gym kind of helped mm -hmm. um, it's since tapered off a little bit, <laughs> so I'm not gonna be addicted to anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, just gonna forget these addictions. I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's much. I have a much healthier is that relationship. It is a whoop band. Oh, gee, sorry, I got yeah. distracted. It is. Yeah. I'm still in. I'm still in the learning period. <laughs> I just, I got distracted. I know. All right. Go um, on. But yeah, it's. I mean, I have a much healthier understanding of being physically active mm -hmm. than I did when I just kind of replaced one addiction with the other. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but my path really was kind of just, I knew that I had to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to pay somebody to help me kind of figure out where to go mm -hmm. and kind of have a guideline. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I live close by, and I actually don't even remember how I heard about Thrivology. It must have just been in passing. Mm -hmm. I passed it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I reached out to you, and ever since I've been here, it's constantly a learning period for mm -hmm. me. So. So. Drinking more water, to not smoking, to starting to work out, to maybe paying more attention to your nutrition, to paying attention to some other aspect. So basically, like, one step at a time, started something, realized that you needed to do something different, mm -hmm. and then started something else. Like, what compels you to start something else like would you just like reach a point and then like uh, realize that there's a deficit and you need to do I need to I need to now I need to go get help on this mm -hmm. like what's that look like yeah so I can tell when I get bored with something mm -hmm. um, when I just kind of go through the motions mm -hmm. I know that something has to change mm -hmm. um, and you know, you hear all the time people are like, oh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever. Um, I think that I knew that I was so passionate about making my life better. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, obviously everybody is just trying to live longer. I mean, mm -hmm. nobody's like, oh, I want to cut my life by 40 years, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. I... I think once I got to the point where I was like, oh, I have the power to change something, and mm -hmm. this is my life, nobody else is going to change it for me. Mm -hmm. um, once I recognize that I can tell when I'm getting bored, something just has to change, mm -hmm. and what better place than a gym with all sorts of resources to kind of help you mm -hmm. barrel through it. And not only the coaches, but the members. Mm -hmm. You learn so much from the members here too, um, and that helped me a lot. And also, I think the variety of 
people that we have here <clears throat> helped me kind of figure out what I wanted and what I where I wanted to be with my life. So, you know, we have people that are, like you said, just starting in their 60s or have been here for eight years mm -hmm. in their 60s. So you can kind of see where those people are and what paths they followed and what's mm -hmm. worked for them. And that's kind of what helped me figure out what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, when you surround yourself with a community, uh, not only is it easier because you're supported by people who are accomplishing, trying to accomplish the same sort of thing while they may be starting on a different trajectory um, or like you said, they're in a different phase of their life. Like we're all here to improve. Right. And that's what we're like. So that's what's happening. But then at the same time, like you can hear their stories and they can tell you like, I'm 65. If I were your age, like I would just, I would make sure to, that I keep doing what you're doing. Like, mm -hmm keep exercising, keep paying attention because that's one thing that I wish I would have done for myself. Um, and then you can look and go, yeah, I don't know if I want, this is not by any stretch like putting anybody down because like I said, most everybody here would, would say if they feel this way, like I have these needs, or I have these hips, I have this mm -hmm. issue, I have this thing because I haven't taken care of myself my, you know, for 20 years or 30 years or whatever that looks like. Right. But you know, you can see people and you can go, yeah, I don't want to be 55 and have to, and walk into a gym and go, yeah, I'm, I'm almost, I'm pre-diabetic. I heck, I got this going on and I want to make sure that I can at least get some, you know, get back to a healthy spot right. moving forward. And you can go, yeah, and I'm, I think I need to make sure I keep paying attention to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on that same token, very seldom do you run into people that are like, oh, I started in my 20s. I wish I waited till I was 40. Yeah. You know, like not many yeah. people are. Mm, and yeah, everybody says, man, if I just started when I was your age, mm -hmm. so it's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I am my age, so why can't I start now? Mm -hmm. You know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so, what compelled you to, like, so when you started, you started with classes and you pretty much stuck with classes for. Uh, most of the time you were starting to transition to do some semi-private there at the end before mm -hmm. you then became a coach like to spend a hundred bucks a month for a 50 year old is hard for them to comprehend sometimes mm -hmm. because they're like oh, I can go to Planet Fitness and spend ten dollars a month yeah why should I come here and spend a hundred dollars a month and by no means is this a plug for Thrivology and oh it's definitely worth it yeah which we could go down that rabbit hole, I would say that that's for any fitness studio worth their grain of salt. Like, Agreed. it's the community, it's the coaching, like mm -hmm. that's what you're paying for. Um, but what compelled you to want to start, like to, to be okay with like, I gotta pay, I gotta pay somebody some dollars to, to mm -hmm. make this happen. Yeah, so I knew myself and I know <laughs> that what I was doing wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I had to follow some sort of routine mm -hmm. and for me it looked more personable to have somebody that I could come into a facility and be with mm -hmm. versus like downloading somebody's app who just makes generic routines mm -hmm. um, so I needed somebody who saw my physique saw what I needed saw what I could benefit from mm -hmm. and because I didn't know anything about mm -hmm. exercise or working out mm -hmm. 
Um, so I needed somebody that could tell me you would benefit more from this, even though I was under the understanding that I would have benefited from something else. So right. I knew that I needed somebody to be there right next to me telling me what to do. But I also wanted to start while I was still living at home mm-hmm. um, because, because yeah, it is the price you pay for your health. It is, it's not $10 a month or $20 mm-hmm. a month. Um, so I knew that if I made this habit of buying a membership every month while I was still living at home, I would be deep enough into my fitness routine and my passion for working out by the time I moved out. Mm-hmm. So that way it was already part of my budget mm-hmm. that I wasn't willing to mm-hmm. compromise. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire. What does the future of fitness look like for Taylor McGrath? Um, more consistent, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you wanna accomplish? Like in five, in, three years mm-hmm. what do you want want to have accomplished because the hard thing which i 100 percent get because i've been training now for since seventh grade so how old are you in seventh grade I don't 13 know. 14 something, something like that so yeah. about 25 years i've been training for the for a lot of that i was training for football or you know for some purpose mm-hmm. so having a purpose makes it easy yeah. Like, I'm training for football, I'm training to perform better, I'm training to do this. Um, when you're just getting started, it's, I would say, easy, easier, because you're like, hey, I want to get healthy. Yeah. But then, yeah, certainly, like, at a certain point, it's like, I've been doing it long enough, and you go, okay, now what? Like, mm-hmm. to when you start to visualize and, and look forward, you go, man, I got to keep doing this thing forever, which... Should I, I believe most people should learn to appreciate the process and love the process for what it is mm-hmm. and get over the idea of, oh, I got to do this forever. But yeah. that's another story in and of itself. Absolutely. I do also understand, like, we need, we need, go, we need goals. We need things we're trying to work toward. Mm-hmm. What's the thing you want to work toward? Um, three years. Three years. Well, I want to be able to successfully do more push-ups from my toes than I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Get off my knees when I do push-ups. That's a um, struggle. But honestly, I have seven nephews and two nieces, and I take pride in the fact that I am the aunt that will play numerous amounts of baseball games, mm-hmm. even if the rules aren't right, or mm-hmm. kickball, or just being active when maybe the rest of the family might be inside socializing Mm -hmm. or I really take pride in how active I can be in their lives Mm -hmm. and I hope eventually actually I know eventually when I have my own kids I want to be able to be the parent that's not so unhealthy that they can't play games out in the yard or what that may look like Mm -hmm. so really my goal is to maintain my endurance to keep up with them, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but it's not like I'm training for anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I really just want to be able to play with the kids mm-hmm. and feel good about myself and be able to know that I can learn and I can adapt and I can change my routine to whatever will suit me for the time that I'm in in mm-hmm. my life. Okay. 
All right, T-Mac. Well, like I said, you need to give yourself more credit than what you do because the changes that you have made are pretty astounding at soon to be 25 years old. Soon to be 25 next Thursday. That's <laughs> like, you're like halfway to a grown-up at that point. I know. I still <laughs> feel like I'm in high school sometimes. <laughs> uh, trust me, that doesn't change. I got a 20-year reunion coming up this year. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah. Are you sure? The math doesn't add up. Wait a second. <laughs> that can't be right. Yeah. But then I look at my hair and I go, yeah, I guess it has been that long. Yep. At any rate. Yeah. Um, inspiring, T Mac. Thank you. Inspiring. I appreciate it. Don't overlook it. Thank you. You're welcome.